Are you seeing your prayers move mountains? Over the course of my life, God has been teaching me how to pray, what to pray, and some of the most crucial elements of prayer that have radically changed my life forever. This is Evangelist Caleb Wampler, and I've decided to put together this into a seven-day free devotional in the hopes that Christians worldwide will see the breakthroughs as I have. To download this free devotional, go to kingdomencounters.us slash free. Again, kingdomencounters.us slash free. So Ryan Howard invited me to be on his Your Faith at Work podcast. We went on a lot longer than we thought, and I thought, hey, I'll get two podcasts out of this. I often will take a media interview, especially if I think it was something that would interest my listeners. And we just found a breaking part, and this is the second half. I was very comfortable talking to Ryan. Uh, We started getting into some controversial things. We started doing a deep dive. That's why he wanted to keep it going. One of the nice things about a podcast is that you can make it as long or short as you want. I know there are some podcasts that are a couple hours. I don't like doing one that long because I know that people listen to it in the uh, on their drive to work or different settings and shorter is usually better. So we to, partly to make it easy for you. So here is the other half, the second half of my podcast, and then I'll be back with a message at the end. Welcome to the Strang Report with Stephen Strang, the founder of Charisma. This podcast is to encourage you to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and to discuss spiritual issues facing the church, our nation, and the world. You know, it's incredible what you said about how Jordan Peterson from the secular side has to be the one to call this out. And it reminds me of, I think it's 1 Corinthians 4.15, that Paul says, you've got a thousand guards or guides in Christ, and we don't have enough fathers. You know, we don't have people who are uh, leading the church shepherds who are actually speaking into the the realities of what's going on now and to where people are at. And I think Mario Murillo in another interview I saw with him, he talked about stolen thunder, how it's all of these people like the Daily Wire talking about these things that the pulpits should be talking about and calling these things out. And he talks about the need to expose the corruption uh, and these sorts of things. And that's a lot of what I really want to do is just to help people to see what's what's really going on behind all of this and you know in your book you have a chapter uh called uh, some it's not just cancel culture it's communism and so and you 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 alluded to a little bit of this and talked some about it but i think you quoted someone saying uh that really the, china i think it's joel kilpatrick he said the china is the greatest cancel culture in the world and trevor loudon uh, talked about how corporations are just going along with it because they see China becoming the leader. And, you know, it's interesting. I see a lot of these corporations pushing their woke agendas here in the U.S., but uh, you don't see the same uh, things happening in their China branches. Um, and so, I mean, you you mentioned this need to sort of be able to take a stand and and speak up. And you also interviewed Eric Metaxas, and he said, you know, people not saying Hail Hitler – in 1933 and 34, you know, if they wouldn't say it, their neighbors would start to look at them funny and they didn't want to lose their job. And so they just kind of went along with it. And then, you know, not so long later, look at what we had and then, and they would just sort of look the other way. And so maybe could you talk a little bit about the, you know, some of the parallels to communism or where this is heading if Christians don't take their place and start to stand up and be willing to, to sacrifice for this? Well, communism is always atheistic. 
it's failed everywhere in the country, in the world where it's happened, most recently in Venezuela. Uh, China is one of the most repressive countries in the world. And yet people that are making money with them, like these big companies, they just look the other way. A lot of these people are more loyal to the one world government. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about the re- great reset. Uh, we don't have time to get into it now, but you know, there's these globalists. They've been around for a long time, going back to the founding of the United Nations and the League of Nations before that. You know, we could trace it right down. George H.W. Bush himself uh, gave a speech and talked about the New World Order. You know, we weren't sure at the time exactly all that that meant, but yeah, there's people pushing for a one world government. Hey, guess what? The Bible talks about that in the end of time, right. the book of Revelation. I mean, these things are coming to pass before our eyes, but there we can speak up. God has used people before. It may slow down. You know, it'll happen someday. I personally hope it happens after I'm long gone. I don't want to have to personally live through that. You know, the book of Matthew, I just finished reading the book of Matthew again. And it talks about how horrible it's going to be that people are going to want the mountains to fall on them. They're going to be, you know, so desperate and, you know, woe to the women that are pregnant at the time because it's just going to be so miserable and on and on and on. Um, Eric Metaxas uh, is someone who I, I consider a friend. I have a lot of respect for him. I have been on his radio show and his show on TBN a couple of times with my various books. He's a very strong and courageous conservative. And he has an interesting story. His father is Greek and his father lived through the era after World War II in which Greece almost went communistic. And in fact, his father left Greece because of that and because of all the unrest in Greece. His mother was from East Germany. East Germany, communist Germany, mm-hmm. she fled. They met in the United States and got married and they taught him as a small boy that communism is bad. And uh, he always appreciated America more than his little friends who grew up in America who just kind of took it for granted. And he makes his point. His mother took him when he was 10 or 11 years old, his mother took him back to East Germany to visit relatives and he this was before the Berlin Wall came down, and he saw the barbed wire and the dogs and the gun and and uh, the you know the guards with guns trying to keep people in. You know, and our southern border, our wall tries to keep people out. If America is such a horrible racist nation, like the left likes to say, why are people risking their lives to get in, including? A lot of people from Africa and the Caribbean who have come here, millions, several, you know, three or four million have come here. They would not move here. Dennis Prager, I heard him on an interview long ago saying in the 1930s, no Jew in the world was trying to move to Germany. None, because they knew what Hitler was, even though, you know, it took a while for him to really show, you know, the concentration camps, you know, how bad it got. But he said, if America was racist, why would these black people be coming here? They wouldn't. Nobody, let alone several millions of people. Now, in Germany, 
instead of the wall keeping people out, they were keeping the people in. Everybody was wanting to flee, including Eric's mother. And yeah. so he has a very interesting perspective that a lot of Americans don't have. And he's also a r- wonderful writer. Yeah. And we, and this, I mean, what we're really seeing, what, what I really want the listeners to get from this is that it showed up in a small way and people just sort of went along with it. But there were people who could see the writing on the wall, who knew what was coming and they went the other way. And we see uh, that, you know, that's what is happening here. And this cancel culture is really just a stepping stone to totalitarianism, which is what you talk about in this book as well. And we see sort of the gravity the importance of of standing up for this. And uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me in some of our conversations, and we'll sort of wrap up after this here, but maybe talk briefly about uh, self-canceling. That's something that just seems to be all around us. So could you say a few things about that? Well, I believe that self-cancellation is the most uh, scary or dangerous cancellation of all. You know, we look at someone like Mike Lindell, who's been enormously successful. He's also a strong Christian. He has a he, he has a very, very interesting testimony of where he was a gambling addict and a drug addict, and his life got entirely turned around. But you know, he he was a horrible person because he supported Donald Trump. And there are people that they 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 tried to ban him to punish him for backing the president and then for uh, having the audacity to say that maybe the election was stolen. Well, my book, A Guy Trump at the 2020 Election, I had a whole chapter on how or why Trump might lose. And one of them was if the election was stolen and almost everything I cited um, happened. Sad. Mm -hmm. The only give a disclaimer. The only thing is I did not know about the Dominion uh, voting machines, but the uh, the fraud with the mail-in ballots and all that kind of stuff I predicted. And anyway, uh, anyone who even says maybe the election was stolen is canceled. And, and uh, Mike Lindell, he had 23 uh, retailers, including Beth, Bed Bath & Beyond, that took his pillows out. Now, how in the world is selling a pillow um, tied to the politics of the president. I mean, do we not buy Tesla cars because somebody doesn't like uh, Elon Musk right? and whatever? I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, these kind of companies ought to be neutral and let people buy a pillow if they want to. Now, you can still buy the pillow from other retailers, but people look at it and they think, oh, wow. Look at all, look, Mike Lindell lost millions of dollars in business because he spoke up. If they can cancel him, they'll cancel me. I better be quiet. Mm -hmm. I better not say anything that offends anyone. And you know what? That means the bad guys don't have to come and cancel us one by one. We cancel ourselves. That is much, much worse. And, you know, it's one thing to speak up about an election. You know, elections come and elections go. But... If we are timid about the gospel, about speaking up about the Bible or what is right, and that as Christians, that's really what's dangerous. And when I have occasion to speak or be in the media like this, when I write, I try to 
I try to sound the alarm to encourage people. We need to be courageous. And listen, look at Cheon. I've known him since 1985, literally. And we've been friends all these years. I've been to his church in Pasadena. Uh, he's a mighty man of God. He's got a lot of influence. He's got a whole network of churches that he's the head of. But he has always been quiet uh, regarding politics. Listen, he risked everything by having church. $1,000 per person per service. Uh, when I wrote the book, we even tried to calculate how much the fines would have been had the Supreme Court not overturned it. It was impossible to even speculate. But you know what? He stood up and he was exonerated. Mm -hmm. I tell stories in my book of how people stood up and, and actually a lot of times when you push back the other side uh, steps back and they don't necessarily change, but at least, you know, you win the battle for now. So I hope people will read the book. If they go to my own website, they can get it for half price plus it's uh autographed i i've autographed boxes of books so that when people buy them you know they're personally autographed by the author the, um and my website is my name it's stevestrangbooks.com that's steve strang and the word books with an s all pushed together like one word and um the book is uh normally 24.99 if they buy it at barnes and noble but it's $12.50 plus the ones at Barnes and Noble aren't autographed. So that's a special I can give to your listeners and also see, you know, what kind of response we get from your podcast. And I will say that with your permission, I'm going to run this on my own podcast. Of course, I'll, I'll put an introduction to explain people what they're listening to. And I'll encourage them to subscribe to your faith at work podcast, because I believe what you're doing is very important and you build podcasts by you know, uh, people hearing about it, listening to it, liking it, sharing it with friends, all that kind of stuff. So uh, forgive me for the shameless promotion, but hey, I believe in this book and I want people to get a copy. In fact, you can buy a couple copies, uh, two, two books for the price of one and they're autographed. Some people, uh, you know, like that. In fact, I have I've gotten autographed books over the years and I saved them because I don't know, they're just kind of special. And uh, I like to tell people when I'm dead, it'll be worth something. So get it yeah. now, hang on to it. Uh. Get it now. <laughs> well, as we uh, close here, I want to end on a, a, I mean, we've sort of already come to a high note here, but I mean, let's talk about just real briefly. Uh, I know there are, I think there's a quote in the book from Bob Jones that that uh, said that we're going to see a, a shaking in the government like we've never seen before. This will cause America to examine its foundations and invite God to influence in political and civic life again, uh, where we started with freedom of religion. And we need to get back to that. And I think, uh, you know, Bob Jones, like I said, Rick Joyner, John Paul Jackson, Mario Murillo, all these guys, and I think yourself as well, are talking about a great awakening, a revival that's that's beginning or will soon begin uh, maybe just talk briefly about that, and, and then we'll close on that. Well, as a Christian, I believe that what is really important is not which political party is in office, 
uh, whether taxes are high or low or our economy is booming or not. The real thing is spiritual because really we're spiritual beings and we're going to live forever, either with God or eternally away from God. And a revival is to, to revive the spiritual fervor of our nation and of a person's own life. And there have been many great revivals throughout history. If we had time, we could go into them. But I mean, even the Protestant Reformation was a revival, the Pentecostal revival in the early 1900s. And there's many, many exam examples, including the first and second great awakenings. The Jesus movement was a great revival. The Roman Catholic charismatic movement was a great revival. Um, and there is something happening. And there are many, many people that are, be and even with all this uh, persecution, let's say, uh, people are coming to the Lord in numbers that Mario Murillo believes is greater than anything since the Jesus movement. And while I can't prove it statistically, or at least I haven't researched where I could, I believe that's to be mm -hmm. true based on being an observer of what's going on. So there's always hope. You know, one of my favorite verses is all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And that scripture is true in good times, bad times, in communist countries, in democratic countries. Uh, it's just true. And we have to believe that. That's part of what keeps me going and what can keep any Christian going, even when there are a lot of things to look at that would ordinarily make you discouraged. That's well said. Well, Steve, thank you so much for uh, joining. I think we've covered a lot. There's a lot more we can cover, but uh, really a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Ryan, and uh, thank you for what you're doing. And on a personal note, thank you for your friendship. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ryan Howard. I hope that you will subscribe to his podcast, Your Faith at Work. I hope that you'll tell your friends about it. I've been really proud of Ryan because his ministry is taking off. He's even working on a book and a manual and just things that I know as a friend. And his podcast numbers are really starting to take off. In fact, it'll be interesting to see how many downloads he gets on his podcast and how many downloads I got running at both on The String Report and God and Cancel Culture. I hope you'll want to buy a copy of the book. The easiest way is my own website, stevestrangbooks.com where you can get the book at half price. That's $12.50. As far as I know, it's not sold for that price anywhere else. And the ones you get on my website are always signed by the author. Hey, that's me. They bring me boxes of books, and I stand there and sign them one by one by one so that when you buy the book, I want a little incentive. We're happy for you to go to the other booksellers, the other online booksellers, but also to go to our own direct-to-consumer website, and buy the book, stevestrangbooks.com. There's some other free things to look at, a sample chapter, a video, stuff like that. But mainly, that's the easiest, best way to buy the book. Or, of course, you can buy it from christianbook.com or amazon.com. Whatever is easiest for you. I'm just trying to get out the word. I think that cancel culture is dangerous, as I talked to Ryan Howard about. So thank you for listening. 
to my podcast today on the Charisma Podcast Network. Share this with friends. Help us to get the word out. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Strang Report with Stephen Strang. Stay up to date with the latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and at cpnshows.com. Get the latest reports delivered directly to your inbox by subscribing at strangreport.com. Thank you.